Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. You're listening to Done By Law, brought to you by the Federation of Community Legal Centres. Good evening and welcome to Done By Law on 3CR 855 AM, 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. It's 602 and you're here with Marissa and Ingrid. And this evening we're talking about how West Papua is using both international and domestic law to fight for independence from Indonesia's colonial rule that's gone on for many decades. And t- today we're joined by Voice of West Papua's own Rebel Ian and Irwin, um, and also Dr. Richard Chauvel, Honorary Fellow at Australian, the Asia Institute at the University of Melbourne, and who's got research interests in Indonesian history and politics. So we're really excited about the show today. Welcome, everybody. Uh, first, Owen and Rebel Ian, um, could you give us a bit of a background into West Papuan history? Oh, yeah. First, first to mention that West Papuan is located just up north of Australia, and it's only about 200 kilometers away from Australia, but most of people in, in Australia still do not know that it existed. And um, West Papua is still struggling under the Indonesian rule, the Indonesian uh, government's regime, since early 1960s, where, um, you know, after the the Freeport McMoran started operating in, in, um, in West Papua back in 1960s, um, after that, the Indonesian, you know, Acknowledge that there is a huge gold deposit in West Papua, so they use that to influence the um, the Dutch and uh, the U.S. to pretty much um, get West Papua under Indonesia. When when they were agreed that there were going to be a referendum where all um, adult men and um, women will have to vote um, whether they want to stay with Indonesia or uh, leave Indonesia and become an independent state back in 1969, the, re- the, the referendum was um, a rig, and there were only about 1,025 um, men that were choos- chosen at that time to um, to vote to vote for um, Indonesia and they decided to stay with Indonesia, and since since they um, since that day, since 2006, uh, 1969, the um, you know there was Papua people have been struggling, have been fighting through wars and shed their bloods and tears um, to fight the Indonesian government, and nothing really has ever changed. Even the um, the population is shrinking. Um, we've lost about five of the um, tribes in West Papua. And it it all just um, really going downhill for West Papua, West Papua after become become the um, part of Indonesia, and um, 
Yeah, that's just a brief history. So, you know, since 1969, after the um, referendum, they call it um, one man, one vote. But um, the most popular called the referendum is act of no choice. Yeah. And um, since that day, you know, the 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 struggling started and it continues until now. Yeah, because it was called the Act of Free Choice, the official title. But yes. it was, there was so much, um, as you say, it was not a, not just rigged. It was there. Were, there was quite a lot of um, pressure, um, military pressure, and, and quite a lot of brutality yeah. around that um, that free <laughs> quote unquote free vote or no free, choice yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for that. Uh, so, why is it so important for West Papuans to have independence from Indonesia? Is uh, coming back to the history when Ian already explained and uh, commented the the, the ge- geography as well as uh, like the West Papua is a part of Melanesian is not uh, Asian like in Indonesia is a part of it. and this is why it is the West Papuan uh, asking for independent because when history is told already they when Ian explained that the uh, West Papua never be, uh, become to become part of Indonesia. Indonesia is part of in West Papua. That's the that's the main thing people have to understanding. Because West Papua never asking to uh join the West in Indonesia. And that's why and also the human rights issue resources, a lot of resources in West Papua has be, become the target of the, the government, especially the capital country. Like yeah so so the why is best for want independent this because we want to uh build up ourselves not controlled by the other people but the other country but that's a yeah and that's a human right yeah. isn't it yeah yeah, the the issue the issue of West Papua, um, you know, although it's you know th- there's a lot of human rights violation happening in West Papua, but the basic roots of it is, is the political. Um, it's a political issue that um, there was Papua. And it, you know, the, the whole thing started because of the Siam referendum, and that's what the West Papua are now fighting for to put the West Papua back into the decolonization list and to call for a. Um, uh, a referendum that was um, is going to be mediated by the the UN. So you know we we believe about our rights, and our political rights, for um for an independent country, and that's what we are fighting for. So touching on that, the Federal Republic of West Papua's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Um, is currently running an online petition to spur the Australian government to vote for the motion um, drafted by the United Liberation Movement for West Papua and raised by the UN um, in the UN by Vanuatu to list West Papua on the UN decolonisation agenda during the 2019 UN General Assembly in September in New York. Um, Richard, what is the UN Special Committee on Decolonisation and why is it important for West Papua to be added to their list of non-self-governing territories? The uh, Committee for Decolonisation is that part of the the UN organisation which is responsible for uh, looking after the the charter as it applies to rights of self-determination, non-self-governing territories, those those territories that still haven't reached uh, independence. So that 
if we look at both the petition that the UMWP has submitted to the UN and also the case uh, that is now before the Constitutional Court in, in Jakarta, they are both in different ways trying to undo the history of Papua's integration with Indonesia, in Indonesia during the 1960s, uh, beginning with the New York Agreement negotiating, negotiated under UN auspices between Indonesia and the Netherlands, which had kept administrative control uh, of West Papua from the formal transfer of sovereignty from the rest of Indonesia at the end of 1949, through to 1962. So that was the, the, the initial UN involvement as being the uh, organiser and pro- providing the uh, mediator uh, between Indonesia and the, and the Netherlands. And that, uh, um, that ended up with the New York Agreement signed in August 1962, which provided for the uh, transfer of administration from the Netherlands to a temporary UN authority uh, and then on the 1st of May 1963 uh, to Indonesian administration. Uh, There was also provision under the New York Agreement uh, for holding the so-called Act of Free Choice in in 1969. And in Papua nationalist opinion, uh, both the New York Agreement and the way that the the act of free choice was conducted in 1969, uh, are held as being illegitimate for somewhat different reasons. We've heard heard how uh, Indonesia, in a sense, manipulated, pressured the result uh, of a unanimous vote of those 1,025 selected people, selected Papuans, voting to remain in Indonesia... But the uh, Papuan arguments against the conduct of negotiations which led to the New York Agreement uh, is, in a sense, just as important. And the argument there is essentially that that agreement was negotiated without any Papuan participation. And I think we can we can see, in look, looking back at the development of Papuan political identity, Papuan nationalism and the assertion of the right to become an independent state, uh, that really began in the the last several years of the Dutch administration, so late 1950s, early 1960s. Um, And really uh, the the then quite small Dutch-educated Papuan elite who... Um, demanded that they had the right, or they in the name of the Papuan communities as a whole, had the right to be an independent state. Uh, And that was really prompted by that group of people seeing that it was the Dutch and the the Americans and the the Indonesians uh, who, who, uh, who were determining Papua's future and not Papuans. Thank you for that. For that, that was, that's very interesting. Um, I want to come back to the petition again, but firstly, maybe this is a question for all of you. Um, what's the perception in, by West Papuans of this question being answered by the Indonesian Constitutional Court? 
um, is there confidence in that process? Oh, it's well. If I can um, jump in, sorry. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of den- denials by the Indonesian government. Every time there's um uh, there's a call out for referendum, um, the Indonesian claim that it's it's already it's it's final. It's already finalized in 1969, but there was pop on belief because there um it was a um, act of no choice, and there was still uh, living proof of um, people who voted on that that they said. When uh, during that um, referendum, it was at gunpoint, and they had no choice to, so they voted to stay with Indonesian. So, but you know, with this, um, when they handed in the the petition, the first petition from Papua um, to the United Nations, the Indonesian um, representative in 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 UN actually denied that there was there was a um, a a um, you know the petition that were going around I was pop one and they believed that it was it was it was all fake um but uh, you know throughout this year we've seen a lot of um you know was pop one calling out and you know with a lot of international um attention coming in for for um was papua i think it's it's a ticking bo- uh yeah ticking bomb for indonesia they, that they should stop uh, denying the fact that that there was Papuan wants to to choose their own fate, whether they want to be a, an independent state or stay with Indonesia. So, you know, for me, there's, the Indonesian will respond with denials. Yes, the, the case in Jakarta is, while, while it hinges on the conduct of the act of free choice, in legal terms, uh, it is arguing that the uh, Indonesian, the 1969 Indonesian law establishing a, an autonomous province of uh, of then West Irian, so that the two Papuan provinces territorially now, uh, that that was based on the outcome of the Act of Free Choice and on a, a, um, a unanimous vote in favour of remaining with Indonesia, and the argument before the court is that that act of free choice was conducted in such a manner that was it in contradiction to the rights uh, provided for under the Indonesian constitution. Yeah, I think like yeah, it was a, uh, some doubt so why Indonesian government denied of the petition because that but the, the petition is, is a royalty that's a uh, all the people, the the petition running around West Papua is 1.8 billion West Papua, sorry, million West Papua has been signed the petition, and that's we can't deny that's the, the reality. But is it a, there's a propaganda or something like the Indonesian try to manipulate the international international people? But this petition is fake, but it's not fake. It's really, really. But they, some the West Papua. Have to be become the victim because they, this petition, they're running around and, and they're sending and the police and police and military are chasing them. That's the reality. I think, in a sense, both, both the partition uh, and the case before the constitutional court really reflect um, uh, a fairly broad range of opinion within West Papua, as it was most clearly articulated in the Papua Congress of mid-2000, uh, uh, which is, while there was has been resistance both to the New York Agreement and the way that the act of free choice was 
conducted in during the 1960s. This was, I think, the at the Congress. It was the the first time that that was formally um, expressed as a rejection of, in other words, of the legitimacy of Indonesian sovereignty in Papua, and that both both the court case and the petition are really a reflection of that uh, of that fairly broadly expressed. Papuan opinion dating from 2000. Thanks for the great discussion so far. Um, We're going to go play a short song and have a break and then we'll come back to chat with all three of you very soon. Sun i go down Sun i come up Nawari stapiet Tongol West Papua Sun i go down, sun i come up, no worries, stop yet, don't waste Papua. Only like in freedom, yeah, freedom, long waste Papua, all one talk belong you me. Only run away in about. Now I long big boost only like in freedom to side by Holly Mall Only run away about Now I long big boost only like in freedom to side by Harry Mall Only like in freedom Yeah freedom Long West Papua Good evening, you're listening to Done by Law. It's 6.20 and we're talking about West Papuan independence with Dr. Richard Chauvel and with Rebel Ian and Erwin from Voice of West Papua. Thanks for that. Um, we just heard a great track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they, the song, um, <clears throat> it was sung by George Stella called um, Freedom with Papua and it, it is sung in, in Pidgin language. But to 
to draw back to um about this song i think it's a call out for all pacific nation to to um to support the west pop one but what's interesting about this song is that back in uh, early 20s or even in the late 90s any form of song that includes the pidgin language it was really they all were banned from west Papua. even listening to it will put you in jail so you know as as a, a young kid at that time um my uncle used to get a, ra- a radio tape and, and cassette and listen to it you had to hide inside his room to listen to this song george Stellak song and any song from from pacific so um you know the indonesian government tried really hard to to pretty much um uh, from the to stop us Papan from realizing uh, the true identity, which is the uh, Melanesian, by you know uh, criminalize all these um, the songs from in Fijian language. So you know it's really good. I had I had the opportunity to invite Uncle um, George Telek to come to the Voice of West Papua and interview him. And I said, look, just when we were kids, we were listening to you, and look at the next neighbor. The police came and just destroyed the whole, you know, cassette tape and even the house because they were listening to your song. So it's a privilege for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was, uh, yeah, that was it. It's, yeah. it's a story that really, you know, st- stuck in my head. Yeah, and even to this day, there's lots of <coughs> oppression that happens for people um, for having political views in in West Papua, isn't it? Yeah. It's as simply as you know, um, raising a flag or even um, you know wear wear a flag on your um, shirt, t-shirt, you'll be put in jail for fifteen years for treason. So that's the reality uh, that is in West Papua. So I guess this this is what makes things like the petition and this sort of political action to be so important. Um, is it a good sign that the petition has now been officially scheduled to be raised as a motion at the UN General Assembly? And I wonder what some of the political barriers might be to its acceptance. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's always a positive um, posit- positive thing to do to his Papa because the West Papa one has tried so many times to, 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 be, to free themselves. You know, by, by picking up guns or even um, through a political means and cultural means, but um, you know, one thing that we need to do is pretty much an awareness from from the international media, and to bring this petition to the UN, it it pretty much create more um, you know, awareness, but also to to get the UN involved in with Papua issue as well, because it started off by through this New York agreement and Shamrock referendum and it was um you know done by um you know the UN also involved in this so I think um you know there's gonna be some political barrier that um I think is going to be uh, to be one of the challenges in in um in handing in the petition because um look at MSG uh Melanesian and Sparrow group and PIF the Indonesian has involved in those um um you know, in MSG to prevent um, West Papua from, you know, becoming a, a full um, membership in, in MSG and PIF. Uh, PIF. So, uh, you know, it's it's there going to be some um, challenge for the uh, West Papua um, to bring the petition. But in terms of the petition itself, I think, um, yeah, I think it's 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 a positive thing, and we're doing it in Australia, and we're planning on handing it into the um, Australian Parliament by. Hand deliver it to the um, parliament, and you know, 
Yeah, so that's pretty. I think it's we can think of it as a a further step in the process of um, of a campaign to re-engage the UN in the issue of West Papua. I think if we really look back to the early 2000s uh, when when the uh, Papuan lobbying in the Pacific really took off you know, after, after this Papua <coughs> Congress meeting of, of mid-2000. From that point on, and I think most particularly since the establishment of the United Liberation Movement for West Papua, uh, its lobbying in in the context of the Melanesian Spearhead Group, the Pacific Islands Forum, and through various uh, Pacific Islands leaders through speeches that they've given both in the General Assembly meeting and at the Human Rights Council in, in Geneva. I, the, this, the submission of the petition is another step in that direction, another further step. And I think it's going to be, I think... You know, how it can be can be taken further uh, is is going to be diff- quite difficult to organise and and mobilise. That if we look at the membership of the decolonisation committee, Indonesia is a member of that committee. Uh, Timor Leste is a member of that committee. Papua New Guinea is a member of that committee. None of the Pacific Island states whose leaders have spoken at the UN uh, or the Human Rights Council in Geneva are members of that committee. So not Vanuatu, Tuvalu and, and, and others who have spoken in recent years at the General Assembly. So I, I think the, the in Indonesia will clearly defend itself within the context uh, of the committee just as, a, just as Indonesian diplomats have spoken uh, at the and, and the General Assembly, and as I think last year, then Vice President Yusuf Kala spoke, uh, so that it's uh, it's an important step, uh, but it's going to be a long struggle. So <clears throat> this September, the yeah. UN General Assembly is hearing a motion about adding West Papua mm. to the decolonisation mm. list. There's already been a petition of 1.5 million West Papuans signing, yeah? And so now we're aiming to get 1.5 million in another petition um, to um, support that motion, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, so, yeah, so uh, the idea is to, um, for this 1.8 petition, it's, it's also a call-out that um, just read it from the, uh, the website. It says, today we ask you to sign your name to a petition to be hand-delivered to the Australian Parliament in June 2019, last, I think this month, and demanding the ambassador and permanent representative of Australia to the United Nations be constructed, constructed to support the motion being raised in you know, the UN General Assembly in September. So um, I, work, I also work voluntarily at the um, woman office that is based in um, Dockland, and um, the women office has been really um, working tirelessly to to support this um, this petition going to the um, embassy um, late um, two thousand and uh, September. So so yeah, it's um you know again if you want to find out more about this petition or if you want to sign into this petition, just go to the um, go to change dot org, 
and the name of the petition is Add West Papua to the UN Decolonization List at the 2019 General Assembly. And um, if you are a listener, a Trisha listener, um, if you look at the voice of West Papua also, um, we also will post the, the link on that. Yeah, and we'll post the link on our show done oh, by yeah. law. I was just looking at the time. It's nearly time yes, to finish, right. but it's time to finish so Voice of West Papua can have your show. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to have a lovely transition. Yeah. Um, any final comments from any of you about this petition or the case before the Constitutional Court in um, Jakarta? No, it's like, yeah, it was like that's only one um, the at the moment at the West Papua tried to push the, to become the full membership in the Melanesian speaker group, when because uh, this is a, is a challenge, the challenge of the West Papua to because a Melanesian speaker group is only the the freedom free country is going to become the part of Melanesia, and the mm-hmm. one of the West Papua becomes at the moment is Oselfa, but then Indonesia also become the Oselfa in the mm-hmm. MSG. and it's a rich mm-hmm. challenge for the West Papua, but uh, hope that they are. We hope that West Papua can be become the full members in MSG. Yes, I, th- I think the, the the lobbying in the UN and the submission of the petition and the potential discussion uh, at the General Assembly meeting, I think, are important steps, particularly in the context of the the state of play within the Melanesian Spearhead Group. The Melanesian Spearhead Group has has made. Uh, Papua, the ULMWP, a, 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 an observer, an Indonesian associate member. The application for full membership uh, for the UMWP in the name of, uh, of West Papua is caught up in, in a, um, an impasse within the uh, Melanesian spearhead group uh, with, with Vanuatu and Solomon Islands and the Kanaks being broadly supportive, uh, and certainly Vanuatu consistently supportive, the other two, uh, certainly Solomon's, depending on who's prime minister. Uh, Fiji and Papua New Guinea have been consistently opposed. Uh, and, as, and I think the lobbying in the, uh, the, lobbying in the UN is Im- important because it gets over that impasse within the Melanesian spearhead group. Thank you very much all for your discussion. We're going to wrap up now and make time for Voice of West Papua coming up next. It's a great song to um, hear us out. But we've been listening to Done by Law with Dr. Richard Chauvel and Rebel Ian and Irwin from Voice of West Papua talking about West Papua and independence. Sign the petition. It'll be up on Done by Law and Voice of West Papua social media. And we're going to play a song by Jeffrey, another member of Voice of West Papua. He chose Sorong Samurai, um, and that'll be the song to take us out. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.